Today's episode is brought to you by Zondervan. Zondervan has put out the NIV Biblical Theology Study Bible with general editor, the man D.A. Carson. Ooh, D.A. He's B.A. <laughs> <laughs> this is the only study Bible built on biblical theology, and it invites you to marvel at the big story and savor each detail. <laughs> you can learn more at whatisbiblicaltheology.com. <laughs> Welcome to Doctrine and Devotion, a podcast exploring Christian faith and practice from a Reformed Baptist perspective. My name is Joe Thorne. I'm the lead pastor of Redeemer Fellowship in St. Charles, Illinois. Not just in the western suburbs in a generic sense. <laughs> in the greater uh, Chicago area. But like in St. Charles. Redeemer Saint Fellowship is the mm. name of the church where we are on staff at. That's right. And it is in St. Charles, Illinois. And I'm Jimmy Fowler, executive pastor in the greater Chicagoland you know, area. Uh, in the Great Lakes region of the Midwest. And, you know, in the western suburbs, right. far western you suburbs. Know. So we're making fun of uh, Pastor Pat because uh, on, on his podcast that he's yep. doing, uh, he just said he's a pastor in the greater Chicago general like vicinity. Like, oh, that's cool, dude. I'm glad you're embarrassed of us. <laughs> well, I mean, wouldn't you be? I guess. Uh, yeah. yeah no, Pat no. has a point. Yeah, he does have a point. I mean, I mean, doesn't really have a choice. You know? <laughs> so, uh, as, so Joe, as some of you know, you as some of some of you know, maybe some of you don't know. My wife. We pray for you. My wife left me. Oh, I don't know. She left you Friday. Was it Friday? Friday. And Aww. um and she... so we've been praying for you, brother. How have you been? Thank uh, you. How, how have well, you been doing? You know, it's weird because sometimes people leave and they have a legitimate reason, and then other times it's because like oh they're going to speak at a conference, mm. and like that's not a legit reason to leave me and the kids. Uh, don't you do that to by... her about four, five, six times a year? Yeah, but I've got the mantle. <laughs> I've got the anointing. You're the anointed one yeah, as, a, got, as a man. You know, yeah. I've got the mantle. You know yep. what I'm saying? <laughs> no, Jen, uh, Jen is in Germany for a couple of weeks and she's uh, speaking at a conference and visiting family and having a great time. So it's just uh, the dog and the kids and my parents who live with us and me at the house and we're hanging out here. So I'm, I'm kind of stuck here most of the time because I got yep. a lot to do. Um, so Jimmy and I are recording in my office here exactly. in the back of the house. We're enjoying... Uh some bourbon. Mm-hmm. And what? I don't know. I don't know. It's my house. This is your house. This is my house. This is your office. You yeah. can do whatever you I want. Do whatever I want in my house. Yeah. Without Jen knowing. Oh, Jen. Jen she, I don't know if she knows or not. She might be. She's listening. But I know. All I know is that we are blazing it up in here. We've got two cigars got in two my cigars office. Two cigars in his office. In my office. And the kids are like, "Oh, daddy." I'm like, "What?" <laughs> my house. <laughs> when your mom's not here. Yeah. When your mom's not here. This <laughs> Which is going for two weeks, and I'll have plenty of time to air out. And I got this giant uh, air filter yeah, going. Got the air filter. The going. window is open. There's a fan <laughs> blowing. Got a. I got. A, I got a blanket covering the bottom of the door. And I saw over there you got the, the return uh, is the taped. return is taped. <laughs> oh, look down here, the vent is covered up. Yeah, so I'm trying got, to keep. You got it. this down pat. Yeah, well, trying, trying. So yeah, we're just, we're hanging out here, and um, mm-hmm. dude, it was a it was it's been a tiring couple of days. Yeah, and because uh, I'm just I was a baby, gone, I'm I was, a baby. Oh. I thought you were actually asking how I was doing. No, no, not yet. no, no, no. I'm right. talking about me. Dude, please. Yeah, I'm I need sorry. Some, I need some me time. Yeah, it's your time. I got it. What I was gonna say though is, a tiring day. All I was looking forward to though was getting to hang out with Jimmy oh, tonight, nice. catch up, mm. and 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 chat about something good. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm doing good. Back from uh, St. Paul. Now, I've never seen the Shekinah glory before. Mm. I mean, not in person, of course. <laughs> I've read descriptions of the Shekinah glory. You know what I'm talking about? The yeah, Shekinah I glory. do know what you're you know, talking about, the glory of the Lord, yes. Yeah. 
Your shoes oh, yes. shine with a Shekinah-like glory. Oh, my gosh. Now, listen, Jimmy, for those of you who don't know. <laughs> yeah, if you don't know. Jimmy li- likes to get his shoes shined whenever he travels to airports. Not only do I like to get my shoes I'll shine my shoes. I like to shine my shoes every week. Uh, but just- what's better? Getting your shoes shined or shining your own shoes? What's better? Ooh, that's actually hard. Pretty- it really is. It, it really is. Is one therapeutic? Correct. Yeah. Yeah, because part of it is like military school was mm. they just really kind of abused you abused no you. <laughs> they were really much about like presentability presentability and if your shoes what happened <laughs> if your shoes are not on point right if your gig line is not straight something's wrong okay yeah that yeah for those that know the gig line the if you know what the gig line is you went to reform school no no you're probably in the armed services oh, okay. and i appreciate right. your sacrifice thank you for your service so you got your, you always get your shoes shined. Yes. And usually this time, this time I didn't do it at the airport though. Oh, where was it? So across the, where uh, were you? What city were you in? I was in St. Paul, Minnesota. Okay. And there's this, the lesser of the twin cities. It is. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and so there, I found this, uh, store called Hymie's or Hermes. I can't pronounce the first one. Hermes haberdashery. Oh, nice. And got uh, the hats and everything in there. Oh, it's yeah. got hats, coats. It's really high end. They've got, uh, they do, you know, they have a barber, they'll do beer trims. Wow. And they'll shine your shoes. So I'm like, yeah, you know what? I'm going to get a beer trim. I got a meeting. So I set up for a beer trim, got it all lined up. And then I said, uh, yeah, you know, I'm going to get my shoe shine. I've got my shoe shine there once before. So I, I enjoyed it. And the guy that I thought was going to do it, who did a great time last time, wasn't available. Oh, so I had some other like, kid. You're like, uh oh. I'm like, oh, here it goes. It took him 15 minutes for one shoe. But when he got done, I was like, <laughs> these things are shiny. Man. I was like, bada bam. <laughs> they don't, they, but it, they don't even, it's not like they're weird. They just, they look amazing. I don't listen. I've never sh- shined a pair of my shoes a, a day in my life. Mm-hmm. Even if they could be shined. Like yep. I just, I've never done that. That looks good. It looks good. I do. I haven't been able to stop looking at them. <laughs> like I'm on the plane. I'm in a restaurant. I'm at the meeting. I'm just kind of like, I'm trying to like, you know, when I was at the meeting, right. there's a window lights, you know, sunlight's coming in. I'm trying to like capture the light right. and hit somebody with it. How many pictures have you taken of your shoes? Stop it. How many pictures? That's not funny. Have you taken more than five pictures? Yes. Of your shoes? <laughs> <laughs> That's so dumb. <laughs> Dude, they're so good. I'll never be able to get them like this. I'll have to keep going back oh there. My I'm going to try though. I'm going to try to maintain that. Look at that. Yeah, get that look Jaime at, shine, man. Look at that. Look at that. And I'm looking at it. It looks at it's pretty awesome. It looks oh really gosh. good. I've never wanted my shoes shined until I've seen until that. Do you see that? that look they that. look and like they're the lacquered. Side, the they look like they're lacquered, but they still look soft. You know what I mean? Like exactly. There's like oh. a depth to it. Like you can look through you did it. Good. Yeah. And I knew that these things were popping as I'm walking down the street in St. Paul, and I could see people looking at my shoes. I'm walking, people are looking, you know, they're yeah. walking towards me and all of a sudden yeah. I see their eyes glance down I'm like, yeah, 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 you check out. And I was at the airport. That terrorist has nice shoes. <laughs> I was <laughs> at the airport this morning, they're all like, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> take them off. Come over, step aside, <laughs> please, step sir. Step aside, sir. <laughs> <laughs> Love your shoes, but you're going to have to take those pants down. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Listen, that's, I, all, that's happened before. I, I've, I've heard about the trouble you've, I've seen the trouble you've yeah, got to do in that's the it. Anyways, shoes shined, I'm loving it, so I feel pretty good today. Awesome. I haven't been home yet. Yeah, have been home for a few days, but uh, after this, I look forward to going home. All right, well, let's do this. We'll have a conversation, a quick conversation All right. about the gospel and its implications, mm-hmm. and then we'll let you get out of here. How's that? Let's do it. All right. So well, I can't leave until I, ha- I finish this cigar. That's fine. And I got more. Okay, good. Okay. <laughs> now, um, there's, there's a lot of conversations about the gospel, about its implications. Yeah. Is this a gospel issue? Yeah. Is that a gospel? Is, is social justice a gospel issue? Is racism a gospel issue? 
And um, all of that's a really good conversation, especially if you're willing to actually listen to each other uh, and try to understand each other. Oh, you mean you don't you don't want to Phil Johnson it up? <laughs> you don't want to PJ it? I was going to skip it. Were you re- since no, you brought it up. I'm bringing it up. Since Why you can't I bring it up? up? Let him be mad at me. I'm all right. nobody. All right. Well, so I saw the, I saw this tweet today, and it just it just really annoyed me because listen, you guys know what's going on with the statement on social justice and the gospel, and everybody listen. Here's, here's what I see. I don't see people who are against the statement acting like a jerk. And I don't see people who are for the statement acting like a jerk. I see everybody acting like jerks. It's not just like <laughs> one side. Everybody is, is behaving foolishly toward one another. I agree. And so, um, not everybody, but like yeah. 99% of the people. Yeah, yeah. So, no, Gospel Coalition. Not my man, you know, Tom Askell. Tom, Donna, I'll be there uh, tomorrow. This drops Thursday. I'll be flying in Friday. (laughs) Well, all right. So the Gospel Coalition put up a tweet, and they said, Nothing would delight the devil more than for Christians to believe that racism in America, and particularly in the church, has been dealt with. And then that links to an article. And, of course, we say this kind of a thing all the time. We've said this sort of a thing for 2,000 years. Oh, yeah. The devil delights when we are missing something that is important. When we're silent, when we're non-effective. So it's a good thing. And, and, And there are... There's, there's a conversation to be had with that. Uh, but Phil Johnson, who ironically has a mug in front of his mug um, in, his, in his photo. <laughs> That's clever. And by the way, Phil, you look – I was just saw a picture of you. You look better the older you get, for real. Like I mean that as a compliment. Like, like uh, some people look worse <laughs> when they get older. Mm. You, I saw you the other day. Like, I thought you were looking pretty good. Anyway. That was a really weird side to put Well, I just there. noticed – I saw this picture. I was like, oh, look at that. Yeah. You know what? At this point, you could probably lower that mug and, and show that face. It's all right. So, anyways, no, I'm being, I'm saying, I'm saying, you I'm saying are, a nice thing. It's just such a Listen, weird I was tangent. always told, say something nice before you say something jerky. Okay, that was okay, your nice thing. That was thing. a nice. Now, now I'm gonna say ahead. something jerky. Here you go. All right. So then Phil responded to this by saying, "I don't know the devil's mind like y'all do." Y'all. Okay. So, <laughs> I know it's like, like are you being petty that, at this point? Like, Listen, that that right there is a facepalm, and I, you know, I've never said that before. I've never gone, oh, facepalm. That's a facepalm. No, but one thing that might delight him is a whole lot is the lie that Christians need to borrow from the Marxist lexicon and playbook because people from every tribe, tongue, and nation can't possibly find reconciliation in Christ alone. Oh, okay. Well, besides the fact that you... It, it could read like that using Marxist uh, leconography, <laughs> um, if that's a word, uh, and using the playbook is worse than racism, but I, don't, I know that's not your point. Um, th- this is not what they're... That's not what they're talking about. Mm-hmm. They're, they're just saying, hey... Racism isn't done. And yeah. no one no one in their right mind would argue that we've beat racism in America and in the church. Now, by the grace of God, we will beat racism yeah. uh, you know, eventually, I think. And I think we, we could continue to, to overcome in that. But like I said, this is not what I like. I, 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 I like it when people talk and actually try to understand what somebody is saying and engage in it. Um, and so in light of all of that, I thought, well, why don't we talk about the gospel and its implications, and yeah, be good. one of the one of the articles that's been out there for a while. I mean, since 2010, it's been out there for a while now. It's like eight years. Yeah. So if you haven't read this yet, I mean, spoiler alert. I mean, you've had your opportunity. Yeah, we don't care. We're going to spoil it for you. Like, um, like an Iron Fist two, uh, that guy dies at the end, and there's a new Iron Fist. So anyway, <laughs> have you, did you actually? No, watch I don't it? watch that. I don't watch stuff. it either. I was like, no. I don't care if you spoil it. <laughs> All right, so this is called Gospel Implications, and it's by Mike Bullmore. All right. And so just just keep in mind, what, what Mike's argument is that you have the gospel itself, 
which is the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus, 1 Corinthians 15. Yep. And then you can think about the gospel at the center and then these concentric circles moving out from it. Mm -hmm. You have the gospel, which is historical fact, right? It is what God did in space and in time to redeem sinful man. Yep. Uh, But then you have the first concentric circle outside of that, um, that he would call gospel truths. So these are the the unpacking of the doctrines themselves, um, the the things that we are supposed to believe, right? Mm. Um, and then the next concentric circle outside of that are gospel implications, and these deal with obedience. So, Joe, I mean, I've read the article, uh, perused it. You know, <laughs> I did actually read it. Um, I mean, he talks about it in in a slightly different way. And I know you're probably summarizing it, correct? Like he talks about the first circle is the gospel. Right. The second is truth. Right. And the third is implications. Right. But I mean, what did I say? You said, uh, center, instead of first concentric circle. Yes, exactly. So I want to make sure people are clear. All right. Everybody, like, listen, this is what we don't need, Jimmy. (laughs) We don't need people. Just, just understand me. That's what I was trying to understand. No, 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 no. That's why I asked the question. No, you're not trying to understand me. You're judging me right now. No, 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 I'm correcting. (laughs) I think you're, I feel like you're rebuking. (laughs) No, 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 no. I feel like, uh, this gentleman, Mike Bullmore, uh, you know, Deserves the respect of Deserves me the properly. respect of properly, okay. you know. Uh, so the first, citing. not centered, the first concentric circle is the gospel. Yes. The second are the truths, and the third are the implications. There you so, go. So. Um, Michael will be proud. When we when we talk about, um, you know, the gospel, there, there's a lot of people that would, you know, say that the gospel includes more than just the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus. Now, that's the way we tend to say it at Redeemer. But the well, what we do say at Redeemer is that, that when we're talking about the gospel, we talk about it as historical truth. Yes. And as a, as doctrinal truth. Correct. Right. So it is history. It's something like the gospel is not a set of beliefs. It's a fact. And the gospel is not uh, a, a list of, of rules. It's not what the gospel is. Correct. The gospel is something that happened that it, Jesus yep. accomplished. Yeah. It's history. Like um, in the Apostles' Creed. Yep. Uh, it's, 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 his, it's history, right? I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived of the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, super contextual history right there, was crucified, dead, and buried. Like, it's history. Well, That's I, I think is. that they actually worded it differently. And I, I, feel they, like, they, I feel like the uh, the Apostles' Creed should be cited properly. So how, how, how does it say it? Who you know what? You, I, do I, I don't, we don't, have, we don't, we no, don't okay, have time yeah. to go right. over this. So joke. in my summary <laughs> of the Apostles' Creed, what you can see, though, is that it is history. That's That's what it is. But history, you know, we can say it's the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus. But by which sinners are saved. But even then, you have to unpack what that means because a lot oh, of people yeah. would say, I, "Well, I believe that," but they would believe something totally different. Than Correct. You and I, I think, believe. and and uh, Mike kind of does that. He says it's such a profound statement. Um, in that, like, there is it's it's you're talking about the implications that uh, you're needing saving, right? That you are dead in your sins, that uh, you deserve the just wrath of God, that He has atoned for your sins. Uh, and that his righteousness is imputed upon uh, his elect. Yeah, right. and it's all of grace. Like you don't That's earn it. it, you can't pay for it, you don't inherit it through uh, birth or anything like that. Um, it is received by faith alone in Christ alone. It is all of grace. So the gospel for us, when 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 I think we do need to be careful here. So when we're talking about these issues, whether it is abortion or racism or the sex slave trade or whatever, I think we need to be able to say, well, this is what the gospel is and it isn't other things. But even if we can agree on that, we do have yeah. to then explain the, that, that second concentric circle of truths mm. to properly articulate it. But then we do need to admit 
that the implications of the gospel are organically connected to it. So even if it's not the same thing, right, it, 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 the implications are not the gospel, but they are connected to the gospel. They can't really be, um, they can be distinguished from the gospel, but yeah. they can't be separated away from the gospel. No, exactly. And I think that's, I mean, I know we're kind of skipping over the second one. Because I think most of us, are, I think especially our listeners, we're going to be on the They're, they're going to understand about the, the truths of the gospel, the doctrinal truths, the things, the renewing of the mind, um, as, as Paul talks about. But, and I think, that implication, though, and I think this is what Joe is really driving at here, is that those implications are a byproduct. Those implications are a sign or the fruit of our salvation. They're, they're signs and fruit of the gospel taking root yeah. in our lives. Yeah, so when we're, so when we're saying, like, um, all right, so I'm saved by, by grace alone through faith alone uh, and not by works— that um, we, we don't then get to say, so works don't matter, they are irrelevant. Uh, they are very relevant, they're very important, because those imperatives, we could even say that they are um, gospel imperatives in yeah. a sense. I mean, we can make a distinction between the law and the gospel, the commands and the promises, but at the same time, I think we have to be willing to say, like, the commands that we are given um, by God as his redeemed people— um, are not given to us to condemn us, but they are given to us now, at, it's the third use of the law, as a rule for godly living. That's right. This is why we have this connection to you know, the obedience of the gospel in the book of Romans or in the pastoral epistles. We read about this. Um, or in James. Right, right. So these, these doctrines that conform to the gospel, reflect the gospel, and stem from it. So when we're talking about this, we talk about these issues, and people are saying, well, um, you know, is... Is this a, is this a gospel issue? Mm-hmm. Right? Is 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 racism a gospel issue? And I think that's a really good conversation. But I don't think it is as simple as a yes or no answer. Um, on the one hand, I could say, well, sure, the racism is a gospel issue, uh, and and but and there's a hundred ways why. But the conversation needs to be had because you you could say, well, racism is a gospel issue because it it is a sin from which we need saving. That's right. Therefore. It's a gospel issue, like we, mm-hmm. you know, it, the gospel addresses that we must be saved from it. But and then there's another level, right? That um, that you could say racism is a gospel issue in that the implications of the gospel call us to a better way. Correct. It calls us to, um, <clears throat> well, one uh, to love our neighbors as ourselves, to not be racist. But then also, I know one of the one of your favorite verses uh, talks about like uh, do justice, love mercy, kind of an idea, right? Is that am yeah. I right? Am I yeah, yeah, Micah six eight. Right? Micah six eight, right? Yeah, I, I think that I love I love that passage because it's it's big and it it encompasses everything really. Right? Yeah. Like um, you know, what does the Lord require of us? Uh, but to do justice, to love mercy, and to walk humbly with our God. Mm. Right. To do justice. Right. Which which doesn't mean to do justice as it is defined by anyone else. Yeah. But to do justice as it is defined by God and by His Word. Um. And to do it, not to talk about it. That's right. Not to only desire it, not, yep. but to work for it. Not to keyboard warrior it. Oh. That's who's, not enough. Yeah. Well, that's all of us. Like, we yeah. all like we all like feel like we've really accomplished something when we say something. Oh, I liked know. it on Facebook. I yeah. stood for this group. Did you see I, that? Dude, you see what I said? Oh, Did man. Good job. I took him down. Oh, wow. You're so powerful. <laughs> like, come on. I put him in his place. Yeah. I was so quick-witted. I, you know what I did? I did hashtag mic drop right after. 
Um, by the way, if you have to hashtag your own mic drop, it's not a mic drop. It's not a mic drop then, guys. Hashtag mic drop. <laughs> that was a mic drop right yeah, there. That, I that was, tell you that was a mic drop. I was going to do it. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, I, I think that you know there, there, there's that command. And so I, I, every serious Christian I know cares about justice, but I think it's fair to say that we haven't all done uh, a, a, enough work. Not all of us have done enough work figuring out what does it mean to follow God yeah. in doing justice in this world. Most of us, I think, and I'm talking about myself here, most of us need to do more thinking, more repenting, yeah. um, and more striving in this area because while, no, I'm not saved by my pursuit of justice. I am pers- I'm saved by Christ's pursuit of justice. Oh, good one. And I am now freed to pursue justice uh, as imperfectly as that may be, without mm-hmm. of condemnation, and yet with the power of the Spirit to help me. That's right. So we ought to care about it. But then it says to love mercy. Yeah. Not just to do mercy. That's right. But to actually, when you love something, like you crave it, right? Like you, you crave it. To. You want to see it flourish, right? Not That's just, not how you do mercy, Jimmy. Oh, I don't flourish? I don't love no, no, it. You you, no, you'll do it, but you won't love it. You're like, oh, yeah. I'll, yeah. Okay. I'm, I'll, show, I'll, show, I'll shut up. And I'll help this person mm-hmm. who just, you know, keeps hitting himself in the face with the shovel every time I give him the shovel instead of doing what I've asked him to do with it. Uh, you know, it's like, and I do the same thing. Right? Yeah, it, yeah. Like, we, we, and then I fire them. <laughs> then you hire them back. They sober <laughs> a, up. We they know, come back. At a lower rate. <laughs> <laughs> that was bad. <laughs> so I think that, you know, like I, this is, this is a, a, a tension for me, right? So yeah. it's easier to talk about justice than it is to do it. And it's easier for a lot of Christians to show mercy externally without loving the mercy that they're doing, right? We do it begrudgingly. Yeah, I think that's a good point. Like, the heart behind it is not there, right? It's just empty motions. And I feel like when we're, when we're talking to each other about these issues, like I, part of mercy means, okay, if you really think that your brother is misguided and wrong and they're a brother, then wouldn't mercy dictate that you approach them in a mm. way that's actually going to help them, benefit yeah. them? And I think that's the part that's missing throughout this process, right? Like when we're talking about the gospel and uh, the social justice, um, what's missing there is going to a, uh, a a individual in mercy, lovingly and humbly, like you said, right? Like, but I mean, it's humbly before our God. But I think that's still going to have implications on how we interact with each other. Yeah. Um, we gotta say the hard things. We gotta, we gotta, we're gonna. It's okay to say other. those things. It's okay to disagree. There's nothing wrong I with like disagreeing. Disagreeing is good, right? I disagree <laughs> with Joe all the time. All the time. All the time. All the time. All of the time. Well, not tonight. Every of the time. Not tonight. We didn't disagree on anything. Oh yes, we did. Stop it. <laughs> oh, I think we lasted uh, three minutes before we argued. Before we argued about something. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing. And listen, and I'll tell you right now, Joe's uh, wrong. It was me. Yeah. It was me. Um, sometimes it's not. Sometimes it is. Most now, time, but every uh, other time it is. Uh, I would say, <laughs> I would say one out of every thirty-two times I'm at fault, and why two out of every thirty-two times you're at fault? What? And then the rest of the time it's all Pat. I, I think we got to switch that. Yeah, I think it's one out of every thirty-two. It's me. Yeah, and probably like. 27 of out of 32 is you and the rest is Pat? I, I don't know. I disagree. But again, th- here again. See, you did again. it again. Obviously. You disagreed again. Because you're, you're wrong. Um, so but I think I think we have to be willing to 
I, I, I really believe this. I think we ought to entertain the possibility that we're wrong when yeah. we're having these kinds of... Yeah, absolutely. Okay, look, I, I know, I know if... Here's the thing. If it is impossible for you to entertain the thought that you could be wrong on a complicated issue, uh, I don't know that you've thought it through very well. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know how teachable you are. I'm not afraid to consider that I could be wrong because I know that the word can't be wrong. Ooh, that, right? That's I right. know that the scripture is right. So listen, if I'm wrong, the scripture is going to inform that. It's going to tell me. And I have changed my mind over the past 28 years as a Christian on various issues because um, I'm reading the scripture or somebody is showing me something in scripture that I've missed, giving me a better argument. And I actually like the idea of changing my mind. I mean, if I'm wrong, then cool. Like changing my mind is exciting. Yeah, it's enlightening, gonna, right? Because right. because I think at some yeah, that's exactly it. Because then you have this sensation of, okay, I've been thinking about it wrong, and now by the grace of God, by the yeah. Spirit of God, through the Word of God, He has changed me, and now I can lord this new knowledge all over exactly. everybody who's wrong. All those other suckers oh, I love that. <laughs> um, so I mean, this this. You know, doing justice, loving mercy, and then walking humbly with your God. Yes, yeah. this whole thing is um, uh, reflected in in Jesus and his, his person and work. And then we're called to that same kind of a life. Uh, now, let's just go ahead and say that there's definitely a place to um, to argue. There's a place for debate. There's a place for rebuke. And there's a place to call out somebody as a heretic if they are actually teaching something that is contrary to the yeah, gospel. I agree, but. So I, I don't I mean I, I don't know why we can't give more benefit of doubt to brothers and sisters and and you know I like I had an email exchange recently a Twitter exchange recently with a guy I don't know the guy um uh, he kind of said something so I asked him to clarify oh yeah yeah that we, guy we yeah. went at it a little bit and then the next day he's like hey I'd like to ask you some questions you know just honest want to understand so I I, I you know very cordial back and forth and. Uh, yeah, even at the end of it, he goes, listen, I'm trying to do better. Yeah, yeah. How did I do? Yeah, he was humble. And I was like, dang, dude, that, you did great. There was no issue. There was no mm-hmm. beef at all. It, it was fine. So, um, and and we actually figured out, uh, or he actually came to the conclusion, oh, wow, we're actually on the same page. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, do you think that you probably were confusing people with the way that you said it? And I said, no, I don't, but I could have been confusing to people. Yeah. I, don't, I don't see it, but that doesn't mean that I, I wasn't. Like you, you could be right that I didn't communicate it very well because that does happen. I frequently don't communicate very well. Um, I try to, and it doesn't work. Yeah. I don't think that's true in this case, but it certainly could be. But it could have happened. And yeah. so, yeah, let's 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 talk about it. Like that's going to produce way more fruit. That's why we're having people on the podcast. Yeah, it's the reason we're we're doing phone ins now because we want to have conversations with people that we don't get to have join us in the the, the church office or the cigar lounge yep. or here in my. Well, I mean, is now an is now the time to talk about Tuesday? What's dropping Tuesday? It's gonna drop Tuesday yep. unless he chickens out. No, well, he can't now because it's not, we're talking about it. Oh, he could still chicken out. No, he can't. Really, what happens if he does? Uh, everyone's gonna, gonna, gonna know. Everyone's so, gonna know. So his reputation. All right, so we're gonna have Tijuana Smalls on. <laughs> That's not funny. No, no. You can talk about it. Talk about Phil Johnson coming on the. No, it's not Phil. Johnson. It's not Phil Johnson. No, no. Joel McDermott <laughs> is gonna be on. Um, he's over at American vision and, um, we're, we're bringing on Joel because, you know, he was one of those guys who is a very articulate and uh, serious critic of the statement on social justice and the gospel. Um, he's a brother, he loves Jesus. And so, uh, we don't agree with him on, on certain theological issues, I'm sure, or he wouldn't agree with us on certain theological issues, I'm sure. But when it comes to the gospel, uh, I, we agree. And, 
what, but the reason that we want to bring him on, like we had Tom on, because Tom Askell is a good representative, a, a charitable representative of those uh, supporters and crafters of the statement. Yeah. And now we've got another guy who I think is going to be um, a, uh, uh, I think, a, a clear and charitable critic of the statement. And so we get to ask him and have him art- yeah. unpack why he sees things the way that he does and, and hopefully continue to carry this conversation on so that people can think about it better. So, Joe, why do we have to have uh, Joel come in and white explain it to the rest of us? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, white two white guy. I already had somebody ask me. Yeah, yeah. How come you having the white guys on? Yeah, exactly. And I mean, I—that's I, a question I asked too, right? right. Was, uh, you know, why is it that? Uh, it's mostly because I'm uncomfortable around black people. No, that's so not funny, Joe. That's they not make true. Me nervous. That's not true, people. So. <laughs> that's not true. Yeah, you, I know you feel especially <laughs> safer on Dwayne. They uh, well, now that he had his teeth removed. What is that all about? What is, you what is such that a guy baby. Teeth Dwayne, oh, you Dwayne, you were such a baby. You had your teeth pulled. Oh, man, 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 man. Joe's missing three teeth. Yeah, I'm, listen, if I open up my teeth, like if I pull them apart like a, like a dog or a horse, you would see I got holes in there. They know, I'm a redneck. I don't care. No big deal. <laughs> I've had them pulled out, and they didn't have to put me out or anything. Just pull them out. Anyway. Um, so, but why is it though? Why? Yeah. I think it's a valid question. Okay, the reason we had Tom on initially was because um, we know him. We have immediate, easy access to him. Well, in theory, right? You know, we have a good chance of, of meeting with him. But also because he was one of the main guys that put this thing together, and he's able to articulate and be chill. He's chill. That's important. really important for us. Because no offense, guys, but some, some of, of those other signers, some of you guys, are, you need to chill a little bit. I mean, you know, I mean, if. Uh, if MacArthur's anything like uh, Phil Johnson, you know, th- well, there's no way we're going to want that. Because they, don't they work together? <laughs> don't they work <laughs> don't, together? Don't, yes. Okay. Yes. Guilty by association. You got John MacArthur, yeah, yeah. who's like the, the big guy. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And, and, then, and, he, and Phil Johnson if, works for him. And Phil. Really close. Like edits his books. Protégé. He's like, uh, I don't know about that. Uh, but he edits his books. Mm-hmm. Theologian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Elder at the church. Yeah, yeah. So if Phil's not chill. Yeah. John's not going to be chill. Phil, you, you should become chill Phil. <gasps> and become like the super, like have all your same beliefs, but just be super chill and not so snarky. That would be cool. I mean, they're in California. Isn't isn't weed legalized? I would think that weed is, weed is uh, yeah, it is legalized in California. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm not saying, I don't know, maybe if you have a medical condition. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I mean, get, so you got the glasses. Maybe there's some glaucoma. Get, get, that, get that weed fix. Little chill Phil. Chill Phil. <laughs> we do not condone. Oh, we have to say that. I know, I know people I, don't understand because there's people that won't chill. No, we're not. Uh, as Jimmy and I are sitting here, this is definitely, uh, this is not like a, 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 an Elon Musk, Joe Rogan situation. No, it's, no, no, no. It's not that. This is not, we're just moving no, but, but the important right, thing so though you, is you, that we want someone that's going to be chill. chill. So that was the first reason. Now, why are we bringing on another guy? We actually, we've actually reached out. Um, to a number of people. To, to different people and some African-Americans. Um, and actually, like the one of the conversations that we had is, is like, well, why don't you bring on another white guy who is a critic of the statement? That way it doesn't look since we started with a white guy, it doesn't look like pitting white against black. So it doesn't look like, oh, okay, so the white guy is for it, and you get a black person who's against it, obviously, mm. and it becomes this okay, sort of point. unfair... Um, uh, caricature. Caricature, right? And so, uh, listen, we, we know people on both sides uh, 
of different ethnicities who sign or critique the statement. So yeah. it just so happens that's what it is. I want to apologize now for the marijuana comment. I can already tell someone's going to. I don't apologize. Listen, someone's going to. Someone's going to tweet me if you don't know. Like I know there's like a lot of new people listening because I'm so sorry, okay, Phil. Stop. stop. We so to all you new listeners because I know some of you are listening now because of. Um, maybe something we did with Paul Maxwell on masculinity yep, or because yep. of this statement. Uh, we goof around a lot. We laugh a lot. We have a really good time. We take God seriously. We take his word seriously. But we are just literally, we are hanging out, riffing, talking about things that are important to us. And we do what we always do, which is we crack wise. Yep. So if you don't like that, that's fine. That's This is not for you. Um, but uh, there's enough serious, sober, stoic uh, podcasts out there you can listen to sermons. This is not that. This is something else. So this is what we do. Mm-hmm. All right. So so yeah, that's going to be dropping Tuesday. Tuesday. So check it out. You know what? Download it early. That would be a good idea. They should download that early. They should download that now so that when it releases on Tuesday, they've already got it. How about that? <laughs> they can't do that. Why are you confusing everybody? <laughs> All right. So l- let's go back to this 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 big idea. Maybe yeah. we can just button it up with this. We you know we we had a chance to to hang out just for a little bit to talk and yep. to talk and maybe even you know we perused our Bibles. You know, as we're looking through, yeah, yeah you know, we went on to talk about uh, like when we're looking at Scripture. How well, did, how did we find those? Those uh, verses that we discussed. Well, there's different ways. Like a lot of people go to Open Bible, Open Bible, Bible Gateway, Bible Gateway. They yeah. use Bible Gateway, the ESV uh, Bible thing, or Logos. One of the best things that you can do. Like if you really want to get into it, you want to you want to get into the Scripture. You want to find those verses. You want to find, and you not only want to find the verses, but you want to see those verses in the context of their chapters, in the particular uh, genre of literature, and understand how it connects to the whole and the major themes of the Bible. Yeah, the, the best point thing, of redemption. The best redemption thing you can history. Do, you get that NIV Zondervan Biblical Theology Study Bible. Oh man, that's now, what you get. What well, that the editor's a uh, uh, D. A. Carson, right? He's yeah. the the general editor. Yeah, B. A. Carson. Yeah, B. A. Carson. He, um, that's gonna stick. He is a genius. <laughs> we love we love Dr. Carson. Um, we got to have him on the podcast. Let's try and get let's try and get him on the podcast. I think you would. All right, we'll, we'll maybe. Try and do that. Um, and uh, one of one of my favorite things by him is his commentary on John. Like I've just I've used that for years, and I've really benefited from it. But a number of his books and this work is great because it's the kind of resource that can help a ton of people. And yeah. you don't have to be like some super nerd theologian to really benefit from this. This is for everybody. The NIV Biblical Theology Study Bible um, is really the effort of sixty five scholars um, that have contributed over twenty thousand study notes. And what's new about this really are these 28 articles on biblical theology that help you see these themes in scripture to connect these dots so that you can understand the the, the work of redemption um, throughout history. And that's something you and I have really been talking a lot about and even study personally is this is biblical theology. How does it all connect? Right. We're we're, you know, it's been we we told you guys this in January. This is going to be an emphasis for us this year. Uh, and, And the fruit of all of this is going to be next year. At the 2019 uh, Doctrine and Devotion Conference, I'm James Hamilton, who's James a contributor Hamilton. to the NIV Biblical Theology Study Bible. Mm-hmm. So, um, if you want to learn more about this uh, Biblical Theology Study Bible, just go to whatisbiblicaltheology.com. There you can read three of these 28 articles for free. Check it out and then order that bad boy. And then once you do, take a picture, put up the hashtag Doc and Devo, put up the hashtag Zondervan, and let everybody know you're checking it out. There we go. All right, so let's just be really clear here. Um, can somebody believe the gospel and yet get certain aspects of its truth incorrect 
and certain aspects of its implications correct? Can you be a legit believer and and not get all of it? Yes. Because <gasps> uh, you're saying that because you definitely don't connect all the dots. That's why no. you're, you're making it. Uh, you get your, uh, I, I do yourself. think I do think that they could get certain things wrong when it comes to the truth. Right. Like the truths or doctrines or right. not. Yeah. Truths, doctrines and implications. Right. But if we're talking about the center or the first circle of the gospel, they need to get that right. Right. And so I would say like, just here, we'll give you, we'll give you simple examples, right? Real easy ones. We're reformed Baptists. So we believe in what's called limited atonement or particular redemption. And uh, we, we deny the concept of unlimited atonement. So we're not traditionalists. We're not yep. Arminians. Yep. We're not Wesleyans. So we, we're not Pelagians. Uh, we're not um, Emeraldians. Oh, good job, good job. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're not open theists. Dang. Okay. Um, mm. we're, we're yeah. We're not a lot of things. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> oh, I won. I hate it when you win. <laughs> All right. So we 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 actually we got a. I, I agree with you. I I totally agree. So like we agree. So listen, either we're wrong on the the atonement, or they're wrong on the atonement. But somebody's wrong on one aspect of the atonement. We're getting one of the truths wrong. Somebody's getting one of the truths wrong. Correct. But they're still brothers and sisters in Christ. Right. Absolutely. And so you can get a truth wrong, and you can get an implication wrong. Now we did get an email. Um, we actually, we've got we've got a, a couple of the a couple of statements like this. So this one comes in from Sanford Perez Jr. He says, "Hey, gents, is the gospel and its implications two separate things, two different messages, or do they go together to make the gospel what it is?" Right. So this is a guy that's asking that kind of a question. Yeah. Yeah. And, and we're like, well, yeah, I, I think we have to make the distinction, show how they are connected and yet understand that in our imperfect faith and in our imperfect theology, there is going to be uh, there will be times when we do not connect the dots in the ways that we should. And it doesn't mean yeah. it's OK. It doesn't mean we don't need to deal with it, address it, rebuke or repent of it. But it does mean that we we, we need to be somewhat charitable in recognizing that legitimate believers can have these blind spots. That's right. It doesn't mean we're charitable with their view because if their view is dangerous, then we need to address it and we need to get really serious about it. Um, I, I think, I, I think that should go without saying we actually got an email in. I'm going to see if, um, if I can bring it up here. So I got, we got an email. This is from a guy named Mike and Mike said, Hey guys, love the show and really appreciate the discussion you're working to foster around the statement on social justice and the gospel. It's much needed. Specifically, I just listened to the episode with Tom Askell and I'm glad you had him on. Very helpful. Well, Mike, you're welcome. We're glad that you listened. Thank you so much. One thing stood out to me uh, from the discussion and I couldn't stop thinking about it, so I decided to write. Joe, in talking about some of the heroes of the faith, men like Edwards and Whitfield, you mentioned that they got the gospel even though they believed and in some cases practiced some pretty heinous things when it comes to race and slavery. Though I agree with you and believe and am grateful for the fact that men like them did get the gospel, the glaring blind spots in their lives regarding race made me pause in the moment and ask the question, what does it really mean to get the gospel? And to be honest, the more I thought about that question and about some of our forefathers in the faith, the more I couldn't escape the words of 1 John 4.20, if anyone says I love God and hates his brother, he is a liar. For he who does not love his brother whom he has seen cannot love God whom he has not seen. I guess my initial question boils down to this. What are we to make of our forefathers' blindness regarding race and their getting the gospel in light of this verse? And then a more general follow-up. If and when the gospel gets hold and grips a person, won't love for God and love for a neighbor begin to manifest? In other words, again, 
What does it really mean to get the gospel, and how do we make sense of it in the lives of our forefathers when they so powerfully got the gospel but so glaringly missed the connection between loving God and loving neighbor? To be honest, how do we make sense of it in our own lives and the lives of our brothers and sisters? I hope I'm making sense, and I'd love to hear you guys talk about these things. So, yeah. Um, so let's just say uh, you. I don't think that you can look at a sin in a person's life and judge a person by that sin and go, they are clearly not a Christian because they committed this sin. I think it's more complicated than that because when you look at the biblical record. Oh, yeah. I mean, you got uh, – I mean, look at David. David's always the example we like to go to yeah. because uh, he messed up big time. Big time. So, But, you know, we've, we've got all these guys. We've got Moses and David, and you've got exceptions like Joseph and Daniel. But we've got, we've got you know, you Jacob – um, you got Samson for crying out loud. Mm-hmm. You got all these guys that really blew it in major ways, and yet they knew the Lord. They were the friends of God, and so I, I, I don't think that we can look at one thing and go clearly not a believer. Um, I think what we need to say is, I, I think what's most important here, right, is did they teach the essence of the gospel, and concerning the, these blind spots or these sin areas, these corruptions. Um, we need to address those honestly and directly yeah. and not gloss over them. I think it's important that we say uh, this was a terrible sin for, and maybe we don't under, maybe we'll never understand why they could hold that onto that sin in such a, in such a big way and, um, and not see how it conflicts with the scripture. Um, I don't know. I, I have a hard time reconciling that with myself. Uh, but I, at the same time, I would say like, well, I, I I don't judge the state of a person's soul simply by looking at a particular sin, but I look at their confession, and yes, we look at their life. And is it possible that some of our heroes weren't actual believers? Of course. No, I mean, I mm-hmm. can't look into somebody's heart and yeah. know whether or not they're justified. I just have to make an, a, an assessment uh, based on, on what we do know, what we can see. So my, my, my bottom line answer in all of this is, uh, the implications matter. They are very important. We're talking about how we glorify God in loving our neighbors. Uh, implications deal with obedience. Truths deal with the doctrines. And so you can get the essence of the gospel and make mistakes along the way and get off track. What we need, though, is we need to be willing to be examined, and we need to uh, be willing to examine others and then have the hard conversations without being too defensive. Yeah. Everybody's in defense mode, whether they're protecting their heroes or you know they're um, they're they're coming after somebody with both guns blazing, not really trying to understand how they got to the place where they're at in their thinking. Because if, listen, if you can understand how somebody let's let's say that you your 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 opponent is wrong in their view of of race, racism, or anything, and, or whatever it is. Understanding how they got there is going to help you better interact with them, potentially correct them, and potentially lead them back to a better way. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you can't understand their view and how they got there, it's a lot more, I think it's a lot more difficult, a lot more problematic. Yeah, because I think going back to what you said at the beginning, I'm not sure if you're teachable. Right. And that's, you know, that's a big one for us. I, I want to be teachable. I'm not always teachable, um, but I want to be teachable. Yeah. And this is why it's important to surround yourself with men and women who actually will tell you the hard things, will speak the truth to you. Um, if you surround yourself with sycophants and yes men, then uh, you're, you're, you're going to increasingly become unteachable because they're just going to affirm you in whatever you're saying. Oh, yeah, they're just going to go with whatever you, whatever you want them to go with. But real brothers and sisters will challenge you, and that, that I think is, is important. So we love the gospel, we love gospel truths, and we love 
the gospel implications. Mm. We need to make distinctions between the two, but recognize how they are connected and go from there. Well, we'd love to hear your thoughts. You can follow us uh, online on Instagram and Twitter at Doc and Devo or on Facebook slash Doctor and Devotion. You can head to the website, DrDevotion.com. There you can contact us. You can sign up for the email blast or hit up the store, JoeFoStore.com and grab some gear. Fresh Pod every Monday and Thursday. Blog posts on Wednesdays. Video content when available. Later. <laughs>